0: It's a sad time of the hunting year, everyone. It's a week that started out, yep, on Monday, as if Monday's going to get rough enough. That started out with the last day of deer and pheasant season here in my home state of Iowa. Yeah, it's always a little bit sad. You always look at it and you kind of take a glance at that calendar and you're like, man, did I leave some on the field? Did I not did I not hunt it as hard as I should have? And uh, the answer is, hmm, Maybe too late now though right (laughs) don't you hate those kind of answers to those questions but uh it's true it's it's uh 2021 as far as deer and pheasants go is uh uh in the rear view rear view mirror i guess you could technically say that small game and quail are still a part of the 2021 hunting season but pretty soon here they're going to be in the rear view mirror as well in fact if i want to hunt right now I got to go get a 2022 hunting license because even my fall 21 hunting license expired even though some of those seasons are still carrying on uh yet into uh this uh month and even into next month as far as rabbits go so got to kind of leave that in the past but but not all is bad in fact I have a little extra pep in my step right now because, yes, although I am sad about the close of deer and pheasant seasons, I am overjoyed at the potential of what a new shed season brings. That's right, people. Here we are. We're at the uh, kind of the dawning of shed season. Now, there's probably like one antler on the ground per county in Iowa. (laughs) So if you're seeing people scooping them up, just remember they could be a video from last year that they're posting, or uh, they could just be that one lucky person who found the one shed that is on the ground in their county. Last year, that was me. Uh, If you remember, my good buddy Luke Fritch and I, we found that dead shed buck, and five yards away, after I uh, spotted the buck, Luke spotted the antlers the matching set piled on top of each other buried in ice yeah that was a wild day one of the coolest days i've ever had in the woods one of my most favorite moments i've had in the woods and that was actually a year ago uh, this coming weekend so uh, you never know what could happen this time of year that is for sure but it is a time of year that uh, still should include a bunch of anticipation for us excitement at what could be coming up And if you haven't yet started shed hunting, great. That means more for me. Just kidding. Just kidding. I only say that because it's a perfect transition into what our main conversation is going to be in this episode of Hunt Therapy, episode number 78. And uh, I truly don't mean that. Uh, I don't want you to be shed hunting because I do want you to be shed hunting. That's the whole purpose of First Gen Hunter, getting people encouraged and and giving them the knowledge to feel confident enough to uh, go out and try new things in the outdoors. And if you aren't shed hunting, I absolutely hope you decide to do it because it is so much fun and you learn so much about deer hunting. You'll become a better deer hunter if you go shed hunting. I promise you that. So. Uh, I hope you do that. I hope you take advantage of that. But also, as far as this episode goes, we are going to have a conversation about a topic. We're actually having a conversation about a conversation, a polarizing conversation that took place here in the hunting world uh, about two or three weeks ago. And, um, you know, it was uh, a lot of fun to uh, just hear what Alex and Brandon have to say when they really dig deep and think about where they stand from a uh, hunter participation standpoint how they view it and um it was uh you know actually kind of enjoyed the challenge of having to think that through for myself obviously what we do here at first gen hunter is all about helping people get to the outdoors so when we have to kind of explain that well you know that really kind of stretches you, and uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, getting to dig deep and, and think that through. So that's what this conversation is going to include on this episode. We're also going to talk about our hunting New Year's resolutions and, uh, of course, all sorts of other banter that'll make you shake your head in amusement and probably some level of disgust. Uh, maybe not disgust. That's kind of a strong word. Maybe like uh, embarrassment for us. Maybe that's the right term, Uh, but uh, this was a fun one to edit. I just thoroughly enjoyed uh, listening to the conversation that we had. Again, listen to what Brandon and Alex had to say, and I hope you do as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Happy 2022, everyone. Please continue to reach out and uh, say hi. You know, send a message on Instagram or or Facebook or Go Wild or whatever. Love to hear from you guys. Love it when you do that. That's a, a big encouragement to us. And uh, there's some big news coming up here uh, pretty soon uh, with as far as partnerships go here with uh, First Gen Hunter. So uh, be looking to that. Oh, excited at the opportunities uh, uh, that are, can be out there to continue to grow this, uh, this resource. And uh, one of those new partnerships that you'll already see on the show notes of this episode or in the link tree on my Instagram is a new affiliate advertising partnership with mountain ops mountain ops is a well-known i guess you could say sports supplement company and uh, they specifically cater towards folks who take the outdoor lifestyle i guess you would say to the extreme a lot of backcountry hunting backcountry shed hunting um people who uh um, you know, kind of do those like uh, ultra marathon, but off the grid, you know, on trail, like super long trail runs and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's catered to that niche group of uh, outdoor enthusiasts, but certainly there's stuff there uh, for you and me as well. And if you are someone who uh, enjoys uh, purchasing supplements to help your performance in such things. Make sure you uh, go to those two locations, either the show notes of this episode or my link tree on my Instagram profile and shop through my link as that helps build this show. So not only can you build your muscles, but you can build your favorite podcast. How's that for advertising? Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. We love having you tune in. We love interacting with you. We're thankful for you as we go into this 2022. We're glad you're here with us. Enjoy this episode, episode 78 of the First Gen Hunter podcast. Happy New Year, First Gen Nation. In the last episode, I actually opened up with a song. I uh, started singing all my exes live in Texas because our guest was from Texas, and I think he felt kind of weird, you know. I think it kind of like freaked him out a little bit maybe. But I love uh, that song. <laughs> so, I've learned my lesson at least for a little while. <laughs> on occasion, I like to break into song. It's gotta be this spontaneous thing though, you know, like it, I just gotta be feeling it in the moment mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not really feeling it right now. You know, I've been working on the house all day, filling up uh filling up holes in the walls from uh the electrical work we've had done, and um, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of kind of ready to chill for the night and mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really filling up to sing singing New Years songs. And I really only know two know of two New Year's songs. Mm-hmm. And um I really have no idea what all lang sign the words are to that song. You know, <laughs> you that's one of those you like start singing after you sing <laughs> yeah. uh now here I am singing Huck, Mumble to through I'll it a little sing. bit. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just start you just start like uh, you know, humming, you know. And then and then there's the other one that's kind of become popular here lately what are you doing new year's and then i don't really know what what comes after that mm-hmm. so so uh it's just gonna be a traditional greeting happy new year's everyone hope uh <laughs> hope 2021 ended off on a great note for you not just from a hunting uh standpoint but just uh life in general hope it hope it was a good year and i hope 2022 holds even greater opportunities yet and um, you know what that's kind of what we're going to be uh, rolling into here. We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions going into twenty twenty two, and I am just going to say this right away. I am going to get this out there right now. Mm. If you have not contacted Alex, Gruen, the other guy on the line right now one of the mm. one of the three people on this on this this uh, episode, you need to do so. Uh, we just had a listener um, go ahead and take advantage of that first gen ten discount. They have big plans going into 2022. And uh, you know that Alex and I have really big plans, bear-sized plans anyways. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, Alex (laughs) has already been taking very good care of me. He helped me fill out my Christmas list that I sent off to Santa, and uh, I was able to get a lot of the gear that I need. And I still have, I, at, at the time of this recording, I still have one more family Christmas to do. And I am oh. hopeful that there's even more, <laughs> more gear included.
1: There you <laughs> and, go. And, uh, oh,
0: Santa. That's right. That's right. So you guys need to talk to Alex to make that your 2022 new year's resolution. You give old Alex a call or hit him up on, on his website, com, Or you could uh, even, you know, Get a hold of him on Instagram or his Facebook page. All of those places, great place to go to get your New Year's resolution in gear. And uh, you know, maybe if you're like me, you start looking at these things and you're like, Holy smokes, how are we already to twenty twenty two? Life wow. is just flying by. And yeah. Alex, would you say there's ever a point when somebody gets too old to go do, oh, I don't know, a backcountry moose hunt or a, you know, late season rifle elk hunt? Is, yeah. there, is there a point when they get <laughs>
2: when, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you better you better get it in. I I I would say caveat to that. The better in shape you are, the longer you're yes. going to have opportunities to do that. So Right, right. I but, I but, just I just was talking about this at one of our holiday parties cuz <clears throat> I've I've kind of got to that point now where I get to a holiday party and folks just immediately start chatting up about something they saw on social media that I posted or, uh, what they heard or whatever the case was. And I was, I was talking about a conversation that I had three years ago with, with a family member that wanted to go do an elk hunt. And I was telling them they have no clue what they're trying to get themselves into. (laughs) And, and I, I told them, I was like, you, you need to go exercise and do some things or, or you got to be ready for a, fe- like, you got to hire an outfitter that's willing to just take you on horseback everywhere and, yeah, I mean, right. find an elk for you to shoot, which is, you know, let's be honest, your odds just get worse and worse and worse Yeah. yeah if you yeah. limit yourself more and more and more, right? So anyways, yep. yes, you do age out of that, and and that's okay, but the, the longer you take care of yourself, the better your chances are to do more things like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, year is, after year,
0: that is a, and that also goes well with the theme of uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Yeah, but um, that uh, that is very true. However, I I will I will uh, say this: fitness aside, if everybody waits till they're retired and they have time and what they think is going to be a pile of cash laying around to, to burn, you know that that y- you're you're narrowing that likelihood of being having having all of the stars aligned for making this trip you know and yeah. uh make sure you you know you don't get to that point where time does kind of get away from you or you know maybe you gotta maybe you gotta kid that's still at home uh a daughter or son you know or they're going to be going off to college soon or or even graduating from college going and moving to the other side of the country or whatever getting busy with their own life and Mm -hmm. uh you would like to do one of these dream trips with them now is the time so make sure you head over to once again com and uh get in contact with Alex and of course use that first gen 10 promo code to save yourself some, uh, greenbacks.
2: I was going to say, well, two things, you know, we got our group chat going and, and we got our workouts. I'm big on posting my workout mm-hmm. of the day just to, to keep things motivated. Uh, but two, I will help you spend cash, but I will help you save cash too. Yeah. So you're yeah. gonna end up spending it anyways, but I will uh, vet, I will venture to bet that in the long run I will probably save you money.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> Alex right? is yeah. Alex is <laughs> helping save. I bet what do you think, Alex? I mean, between you and Camo Fire and, and Black Ovis you you've got a pretty good Grasp on all the gear that I've got so far this year. I bet I've saved over a thousand dollars. Don't you think? I,
2: I was I was about to say you, you saved at least a grand. I was. I, it's it's kind of crazy, but you know I know you saw my my list that I send out mm-hmm. to clients yep. for. You know, uh, I have a I have I have it down to a science of like what's the product, how much was the retail price, what's the um, what's the weight of it, and then it computes everything so you know exactly how much your bag is going to weigh uh with with gear you know with basically your basics with water with food included and then with your weapons So it kind of just separates like your base weight versus everything but i was looking at it and i sent it to a client <clears throat> and and uh i'm looking at it going i i don't want this guy to be intimidated to it because i don't want him to try to replicate what i have but i'm just sending him like hey here's a list put your stuff in there <laughs> But I'm looking, I'm looking at it and I realize, like over the years, I mean, I've just, you know, and I've gotten stuff at obviously totally different price points, but when you look at the retail price, it is a shock at some of the stuff and what it costs, you know, Mm -hmm. like,
0: yeah,
2: like I remember my first pair of binoculars and my first spotting scope were probably like 300 Mm bucks combined, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started and then I looked at it, I looked at it, whatever, three nights ago and my spotting scope and my binos. And my other stuff was like six grand. So (laughs) I'm like, you know, this is intimidating to somebody when they look at it. And that's Mm -hmm. not the point. It's the, it's the factor of like, Hey, like you're going to go through these things. Don't go, uh, don't go keeping up with the Joneses because you know, I, I have those, or I still, I still have some of those products and I loan them or rent them out to clients and they work great. You know, don't be intimidated by it, but, but it's, it's the details of it that matter. But you know, I could tell you I didn't pay, you know, six thousand dollars for that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <Right,
0: laughs> yeah.
2: You know, but yeah. some people do. Some people will go like, "Oh, well, that's you know, I got to buy that because that's what it is." And I'm like, "There's no way I, I I'll get that for half the price for you." You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's a. I'm glad you brought that up because that has been a huge advantage within all this too, and and even to the point where Alex got a. A coupon in the mail, and you'll hear this in the commercial that runs every other episode on uh, the the non hunt therapy episodes. We try and keep commercials basically to just what we're doing right now during a hunt therapy. But but um the the thing that I mentioned there was Alex actually sent took a picture of, rather, with his phone, a coupon that he got in the mail, uh, so that I could use it and get my uh pack that I had had my eye on for quite some time and and uh again saved me a huge chunk of cash on that thing. And and the great thing about it is once it's bought it's bought, you know. That you can you can Yeah, you don't, don't have to buy it again. <laughs> I'm confident a lot of this stuff I will be able to use, you know, until uh, either technology totally changes to something that is found to be way more effective or um, I'm too old to use it anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just good. It's Mm -hmm. good. Well-made stuff that that's built to last. So it's. uh, Yeah. With
2: a, with a lifetime warranty. So if it tears, you get a new one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) make sure you make sure you uh, put that on your new year's resolution. You talk to Alex, but, uh, Hey, New Year's resolutions, fellas. What do you guys got? Let's go to let's go to the man out on the where the where the sun rises first here in the good old US <laughs> of A out in Delaware. What do you what do you got, Brian? What's one of your two New Year's resolutions for hunting this year?
1: Yeah, you know, I one of my resolutions this year is to see my son uh get his first game animal. Uh and I say that humbly. I mean he's very young, but um, he has such a natural interest in things and he's, he's already, I mean, it's really neat, you know, as your kids start to grow and take more of an interest in things and with the outdoors, you know, like the, I, I specifically remember the last time I took him fishing, um, this past season, uh, he, I mean, he was basically completely independent I mean, mm, he was just awesome. on the front of the boat, just, ca- I mean, you know, it's funny. We went to a church, um, we, we did let, we have like a, uh, an iron men's group in our church. And one of the events that we, I've, I've been blessed to be able to lead that. And one of the events that we did was just like a little fishing, uh, trip for like father sons. And, uh, we were able to go out and just have a good time at like a local, just kind of a private <laughs> little pond that was fun to fish. And, um, one of the guys commented, they were like. Brandon I feel like your son was like the only kid that really like he really knew what was going on out there and <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, man, that's, you know, that's really awesome that he's taken to it that much. And and it's been the same thing with hunting a little different because, you know, it requires a little bit more patience than being able to go out there and, and right. you know, hook into, you know, a little coffee or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's been neat to see his natural interest in it. And, uh, you know, I, I really would love this next hunting season to be able to see, just continue to kind of see that blossom and maybe, uh, you know, help him get his friend. It could be, you know, a, a squirrel. I'd love to see him get a squirrel. It could be something simple like that, but that's one of my, that's definitely one of my resolutions to see him have some initial success and kind of continue to fall in love with things.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's a, that's a great goal. And it's nice to nice to be able to keep it family focused, you know, like yeah. that. that's a, that's a pr- pretty special thing. So
2: yeah. Now how about you guys? What do you guys got? One of you guys. Go ahead Alex. You know, I'm I'm literally sitting here thinking uh, I'm thinking on the hunter mentorship side of things. Mm. So, you know, if I if I have a goal related to hunting for new year's resolutions, I <clears throat> I'm just thinking about one of my goals this year was and I've I've already been really talking about it was organizing I, I guess I'm already in the process of doing this, so I'm, I'm already trying to go after this. But with clients, I, I really try to do an exclusivity factor with if if I have clients that are working all over the country, I wanted to host a turkey hunt in the spring for clients here in Michigan. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, nice. nice. So I have right now like committed. I got six guys that are, you know, I got a couple guys in the state, and then I got four guys out of state nice. that that will have fly in. And I, I really what I want to do is just have more of a just get together. Guys mm. get to know one another. Factor. So I did kind of yeah. like an invite only uh, uh, client deal, and then whoever wanted to do it, then then I'll host them, have them at my place. Yeah, and then kind of longer term my goal was to have clients meet and then I know a lot of there's a lot of hunters out there I'm realizing that they just need another person that they feel confident to hunt with right and and that's what I'm really trying to do is if I can get all these guys together to meet one another then I can start basically pairing them together throughout the country so they can go on different hunts together and not feel like they're by themselves that's great. So, so I have that, but I, I'm doing one for Turkey and I'm doing one for deer here just because I know it's just, it's just a, it's a great time. It They're, yeah. you know, they're just fun, get some meat yep. camaraderie Yep. and, and it's not a huge commitment. You know, it's not a 10 day or a seven day trip. You know, we're talking about two, three days of hunting and just, you know, yep. a three, four day commitment and a really good deal. So that's, that's really kind of my goal for the year is oh, i've 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 got some some newer hunters in it i've got some experienced hunters in it, and I think it really can be a uh kind of a spider web effect of just hmm getting more and more people involved, yeah. <laughs> which I know we have a, a topic of involvement, but I'm big on, <laughs> I am I am very big on, on getting more folks involved and feeling more and more confident in their abilities to do things. And that's really my goal at the end of the day is to help people feel like they can do anything that they want and not feel mm-hmm. limited because they don't know, which way to go or where to start,
0: right? So yeah, well said. That's great, yeah, I like that. That's a that, that's a cool idea too about you know getting people to know each other so they can yep. help each other out down the road. What that's that's building yes. community, you know, which is yeah. incredibly important. It's really what it
2: is. It is really yeah. what it is.
0: Yeah, that's. So. I, I like that a lot. Well will tell you what. My uh, New Year's resolution goes right along with uh, what what uh, Alex was talking about as far as you know aging out of some of these hunting opportunities and uh alex knows i've already been working on this because i've been sharing my my, what i've been doing with my activity and uh um i'm trying to get you know like into really good physical condition for this uh upcoming bear hunt you know it's going to be Mm -hmm. it's going to be a physically taxing thing uh thank goodness i have you know i think four You know, pretty hard backpacking trips and a couple of at least one really challenging portaging canoeing trip under my belt. So that not that that experience because that experience is ancient in my life now. So it's not like it's gotten me in shape or anything for this. But what it's done (laughs) is it's show it's showed me what it's like to feel like you're getting your butt kicked by a really you know demanding thing of you know climbing with a pack on your back. And, and uh, you, you know, I, I understand well what the the consequences are for not being prepared for such a, a trip is. And um, so, you know, a lot of motivation there. And, you, you know, the nice thing about that, too, is it just gets you, you know, better – equipped for life, you know. You're, you you yeah. mm-hmm. you do life better when you're when you're in better physical conditions So that's really my big thing is just yeah. to to show up there and and be in some of my best physical condition that I've been in, in in quite some time. So uh that's and that's been, you know, it's been fun to follow along and see what uh Alex and the other guy that that's going to be joining us on this hunt what they've been up to and and um you know, I think we're going to be a I think we're going to be a pretty uh good team the three of us out there uh hunting together so i, I really look forward to that
2: oh awesome. yeah it would be fun it'll yeah. be fun you know it, it's kinda, it's kind of it's kind of just nice to have a goal that you're working towards yeah mm-hmm. definitely yeah. you know because uh I, like i was <clears throat> i was just uh yesterday i was working out with my with my neighbor that i i took on that deer hunt that we had talked yes. about and you know, he's, he's got kind of the same deal, you know, he's, he goes, uh, Hey, you know, I, I talked to my wife and, you know, I got, I got this goal now, you know, that I, I want to, I want to do some more hunts, but my goal is to lose 25 pounds in X amount of time, which I think, I don't know, he said three or four months out. And if I do that, then I get to get myself, you know, whatever I want for hunting, which was. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to get a, he wants to work towards getting a rifle, but he won't spend any money on anything else hunting related until he achieves his goal. And I was like, dude, that's, that's awesome. You know, so yeah.
0: nice little carrot there for him.
2: Totally. But, but, he, but he's, he made the carrot for himself. Right. And I'm like, yep. just set some, like set some realistic goals that are, you know, not so far away, but once you achieve them, you're not going to go backwards because what you're going to do is then you're going to set another goal and you're going to say, yeah. oh, well now I want to go here and do this, you know? and yeah. I, I think for a lot of, a lot of folks, including myself, you know, if you don't have a goal that you're striving for, you, you become complacent and then it becomes okay for you to get out of shape or whatever the case is, you know? So, yeah. so I don't know. It's cool. It's cool having a goal like that. But for me, same deal. I'm I, I want to work out to stay fit, to do stuff, uh, because you know, with exactly what Kent said, when we go out there, I want Kent to say, this was, this wasn't as yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Right. Versus like this is the most brutal thing on the planet, dude. Like where are you taking me? You know? Uh <laughs> so, 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 so I I you know, if if he's saying that, all right, that's a win, you know, and then and then and then that's where that's where we all feel like it's just a good time, you know. Yeah. Right. So right. Yeah, right there with you, Kent.
0: It'll be a good yeah. time, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking Love forward that. to that for sure. All right, Brandon, what's your second one?
1: Uh, second one is um is something from a from a business standpoint and something from a um, uh, mentorship slash you know opportunity to see more people get into the outdoors, one thing that my family and I have been thinking about and and meeting about is trying to uh, purchase uh, a, a large block of land if possible, and uh, really utilize it to create a subset of a, another hunting club. Um, that would just promote getting people into the outdoors. Um, and so we've been able to successfully manage a hunting club over the last, you know, five years and it's been amazing and looking forward to that continuing. And it's been, it's been just, I mean, it, to, to you guys' point, what you're you're saying with the mentorship and the, and the fellowship and all of that, to, I mean, we've had that for, you know, before the last five years, we had it with friends and family all the time every season and it was great. And then, you know, we transitioned to, you know, I always had a dream of running a hunting club and it's gone so well and it's been so enjoyable. And so our thought process of being able to get something that we could control a little bit more, um, but also, you know, in this market, you know, I I know in Delaware and I'm sure it's the same way across the country, there is such a need and such a desire, um, for access to hunting. So we really, Um. Kind of want to be able to take advantage of that you know see people get into the outdoors more grow and mentor them and and also you know be able to have land in the family you know that yeah. would be it would be utilized in a, in a positive way so that's kind of like a more big picture thing that you know something that we've been chatting about for a while and really specifically meeting about over the last couple months and so excited to see where that could lead some really good potential that we've been looking at so just excited to see what could happen and how it could further you know, just give opportunities to people and, and also be a benefit to our family. So excited to see what might happen with that.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's a, that's a really awesome. cool. Yeah. That's a really cool legacy type of goal. You yes. know, something that like you said, stays in your family for the long run. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know, you, you know then that your kids are going to have a place to hunt and yes. uh, your grandkids and, mm-hmm. and uh yeah. Yeah. And plus uh, that means that's another chunk of land that's being managed for wildlife too yeah where you're at you know every time you know i think sometimes we can get like a little jealous when someone buys you know a a piece of land that maybe we had our eye on or maybe that we had permission to hunt on you remember what happened to to poor old jeremiah haas who was uh found out (laughs) that uh this property where he had this giant uh that he's had for you know a couple years of history with found out that the the farm that that deer was on that he had permission to hunt was selling and uh the closing date for the sale was the day before hunt uh archery season opened <laughs> just yeah. a dagger but yeah the good thing is you know another hunter bought it and you know then that it's going to be that you know it's not just going to be uh flipped into ag ground or a housing development or Something like that. It's going to stay yeah. a, a you know a spot where wildlife can enjoy it. So yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a great goal to have. All right, Alex, number two.
2: I'm having a hard time with this one. I got. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got. I guess I, I have, I have. How about coming two. to Iowa to hunt with Kent,
0: hunt pheasants, well, and, and deer? It, with Kent. It, it, that,
2: that, that's a good one. I have, I have a. I have a, like a 2022 goal list kind of a deal. And you know, one of mine there is, is just to focus on successful hunts. So like I've bear deer and Turkey that I want to be successful on kind of piggybacking on 2021, 2021 was my first perfect year. I had what seven tags in my pocket and I notched all seven. So that was like the perfect season. So (laughs) that's, never, never perfectly happened like that. And I was, I was, you know, at the end of the, it, it was, I don't know, it was like the last day of the deer hunt that I had. I was like, all right, well this is it. Like it's gotta happen. Cause I'm, 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 I'm dead. I'm dead set at this point. Yeah. I'm batting at a hundred and I'm going to, I'm going to stick to a hundred. But uh, <laughs> I think what my real, I think what my real goal though is <clears throat> I want to get out more and kind of the local aspects around where I oh, live yeah.
0: That's a good idea.
2: And just take advantage of some of the little things. So, like uh, two weeks ago, I was <clears throat> I was actually quarantined because I had COVID, but I had no symptoms. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well, what's best? What's the best quarantine than being out in the woods, right? So, took uh, took my shotgun out and and went and ventured out into some new areas, just you know, squirrel hunting and i did that for a couple of days and it was just nice getting out found some deer trails found some places to put some cameras out so just focusing on doing at least one thing a month outdoors whether that's camping small game hunting just getting out and finding new areas that could be right under my nose that are really really yeah. close to my house that i i just haven't ventured into because i'm so that's not a bad thing, but I'm just all over the place. Right. I'm, I'm in different states all the time. I'm uh, up, you know, hours North and South of me. So anyways, just kind of putting a little bit of local focus into stuff. I, I think that's probably my biggest goal that, you know, I really could, could put even more focus on to, to successfully do it in 2022. That'll help me notch my bear deer and turkey tag and whatever the heck else i'll draw this year so. <laughs> No, i think that's, I think that's, that's a great goal stuff. man
0: that's and that's that's a yeah. family-centered goal when you really think about it you know when you're when you're able to hunt locally like that it's just so much easier on on family too because you, you can be you can be home again in the evening you know I, that's one of the things that, right right that always you know, I'm sure it gets at you guys too. But when you're out of town hunting, you know, or fishing trip, or whatever, even a work trip, you know, you just you're just feeling that like, man, I wish I was home with my family, I, you know, and and seeing them and and enjoying time with them. Not that you know any time away is is wrong or anything like that, but but it's just a nice thing. And the kid, you know, kids like it. Wife appreciates it because you're there to help out and stuff. So yeah, I I think that that's a I think that's a fantastic goal. Well, my uh, my uh, final goal here for my my final New Year's resolution for twenty twenty two relating to hunting is to yes. develop a significant increase in uh, my skill with my archery equipment, and and I mm-hmm. say I word it that way because I don't want to just be more accurate shooting I want to be able to like make the finer adjustments that I need to make when I need to make them and be confident that I know what I'm doing when I do that <laughs> I mm-hmm. want to uh, you know I want to feel really confident in my sight I want to feel really confident in uh, my grip in my routine for you know drawing when you know you're trying to stay, unnoticed by deer or you know all of that you know increase my my range a little bit just I really want to to have that comfort level and you know that I I kind of wanted that to be this year and I'm making an excuse here but I think I got a pretty good one with just how crazy this year was for uh, my family and Brandon knows this well, cause we talked about it with the trail camera situation this year for me. Um, mm-hmm. it's just been like hunting has in a way kind of taken, you know, a, it, it's had to, it's had to be on the back burner a little bit for me this year. And, uh, I, I had, you know, plans of really being out a lot with my bow and really getting things dialed in. But, you know, there's just been so much more demand for, um, working on the house for getting adjusted to a new job for uh you know getting ready for a baby now having a baby here that Uh i I just haven't i haven't really been able to you know prioritize it like i did the year before and um Mm. so i'm hoping that in 2022 will be a huge step for me with uh with, with my archery equipment, I, I want to get a new peep site on there. I'm not content with the one that's there. I think that that's uh cause. Honestly, uh, I won't, I won't uh, say where I had this done, but I feel like uh, the person that uh, it, it was at a, a pro shop that I went to, uh, they kind of just uh, shrugged me off when I said, so I went in there, I needed a new peep site and um, they were all out of the size that I had on there, which was a smaller site. And uh, they're like, oh, you can go up to, we have this size though. And it was a much bigger site. And I should have been thinking, so this part's on my fault. Like, don't be an idiot. You know, (laughs) that's on me. But they should have like, they should have said, you know, this is going to make it so that it's harder to be more precise with your accuracy because you got a bigger you know, you got a bigger field of view inside your site. You're going to, you know, when you uh, line up that peep with that front site, that's going to be a lot easier to do with a lot bigger peep sight. And so what you're going to mm-hmm. think is going to be really accurate actually isn't all that accurate. And it took me right. forever to figure out why was I having such a hard time stacking shots? You know, the year before I was, I really got like, like 15 yards in i was i was for a first year archery guy i was yeah. pr- pretty accurate i mean i was i was had a lot of near robin hoods when practicing whereas this year with that new site and i rarely had that you know And it just brought so much mm. frustration and then when i got out to those farther ranges um I would just be so inconsistent and it drove me insane to the point where mm-hmm. you know, I skipped like the first couple weeks of the season, just cause I didn't feel confident enough into where my bow was, you know? So I feel, I feel good enough now to like still be going mm-hmm. out and I, you know, within 20 yards, I feel pretty deadly, but, but, uh, I know that I could, I could, it, I would feel a lot more confident in my equipment if, if I got that little detail fixed and, So it's just like having that kind of knowledge, I guess, to know how to stand up for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, go get in there and they tried, you know, feeding that to you. Oh, we'll just put this one on for you. No, 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 no. That's not going to be good enough. You know, make the one that I already have work or I'll come, you know, give me a call when you got the right stuff in, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too hard on them because like I said, I should have, I should have known, but, but uh yeah, I want to, I just want to be really, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to be super deadly within, we'll say 30 yards by next year, you know, just mm. like be, be really good at 30 yards. And then I think then I'll, I'll feel a lot more confident in the field. So that's my second one, but that's great. Yeah. So we got we gotta hold each other to these things, you know. We gotta yes. on occasion on on these hunt therapy episodes be like, Hey you know how's how's the land purchase going Brandon you got a farm yet yes yeah do, do you need me to come t- test that farm out for you <laughs> <laughs> love <it>. yeah absolutely <laughs> no I'm just kidding but but seriously though you know it is good to have some accountability there so so we gotta we gotta stick on each other a little bit well before we oh, get yeah. to before we get to the big thing here there's you know this fits in well because we're going to talk about kind of a current event and I don't want to be overly dramatic with this it's been circulating a little bit i in fact i got a i got a uh notification on go wild where somebody uh had this this big uh statement alex maybe you saw it on there about um just how upset they were with with what we're going to be talking about later and how uh you know we need to all join a uh, sign up for a petition this was by the way not a you know not not top brass at go wild posting this is just a go wild user as far as i know that was that was posting this and they they were trying to get a petition together for other fellow go wild users to to kind of reach out to the source of this controversy and and get go wild to kind of be the counter argument but um we'll talk about that in a minute so the, the point here being that it's current events right now in the hunting world but i did see another bizarre search engine optimized (laughs) article (laughs) headline that was like geared for a guy like such as myself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I shouldn't laugh because it's kind of, it's a, it is a sad story, but there was a headline today and don't you love it when like non, non-hunting people write about hunting or like a non you know a, a non-gun person writes something about guns or whatever and it's just yeah. like yeah it makes no
2: sense yeah
0: the headline was something like deer antler hunter <laughs> or deer antler finder or something like that <laughs> <laughs> finds finds dead MMA fighter while looking for deer antlers and I'm like click <laughs> <laughs> i gotta read that one
2: <laughs> so, well they got you
0: yeah that's right they got me so uh yeah it was optimized for a guy such as myself i love i love both of those things of course shed hunting would be my number one but i uh, kind of one of my you know like i've 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 talked about on here before i i'm a sucker for those those uh little short videos that'll be like everyone thought he was stupid until he sang. Wow. You know, then I like click on it and just want to hear how amazing this guy sings or whatever. But, uh, yeah, the other thing is I get, I get, uh, pulled in by old MMA fights. And, uh, I used to really enjoy watching that when I was in high school and college. And I've kind of enjoyed, uh, getting back into watching some of that now. But so you had these two things together in an article and I read the article And, uh, you know, it confirms something that has actually been kind of a fear of mine because I used to do where I used to live was a very urban area. And I used to do a lot of urban shed hunting and, Mm. um, that area as, uh, Rusty Borough said in our Christmas special, um, it has the highest crime rate between uh chicago and east st louis and that would be uh davenport iowa that place was a violent town (laughs) wow uh, and uh there were there were some uh there were some really interesting uh goings-ons in uh good old davenport and uh you know getting out there in some of the some of the shed dropping areas of davenport i often worried that i would encounter a uh, deceased human a missing human but uh it did in fact happen for this guy who was a shed hunting down in missouri i believe is where it was and uh he uh uh, came across the remains of of a uh, another individual so you know you never know what you're going to find in the woods thankfully uh uh, for the family that was involved here it was a missing family member they didn't know what happened to him, and uh so thankfully they uh We're able to get some closure there, but unfortunately, you know, it had the ending that it did. But, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of an interesting, uh, little bit of new, you know, definitely related to what we talked to on here. And, uh, thought, thought it'd be interesting to bring up, but kind of the main event tonight, speaking of MMA, the, 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 the main event on our fight card tonight Mm -hmm. is, uh, um, something that, and, and I I mentioned this to, to Brandon and Alex before we started. I don't want this to be a trash fest of what somebody said. I think we got enough of that going on. Not just in hunting specific, just in society, right? Yeah. People say something. Now let's, you know, bury them. And so that's not what I want to do here. But uh, if you uh, follow what would you say guys probably the biggest channel in hunting right now yeah. is anything put out by meteor. I, I love meteor. I love looking at the stuff they have. I learn a ton of stuff from them. I've uh, listened to many of their podcasts for years now. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of really smart people on those shows that, that, you know, have done a good job of, of keeping uh, keeping the average hunter and uh, even people who are maybe aspiring hunters or novice hunters first gen hunters they're giving them enough meat on the bone to really kind of pull themselves into the hunting lifestyle would you guys agree with that
2: yeah one hundred percent
0: yeah I feel I feel like it's been a a you know a, a, a good thing. Overall, no no doubt about it. What they've been doing, and mm-hmm. and yeah. um, so in a recent episode, I believe is episode three hundred four. if You want to listen? I think it's around the oh halfway mark in that episode. The the really the founder of Meat Eater, you know, the main guy Stephen Ranella, who I, I you know I think is just a a really interesting character, a, a really. Mm-hmm smart individual. Um, I've, I've read a couple of his books and been listening to his show for years now and um, you know follow him on social media of course and and uh, you know just uh, appreciated kind of his viewpoint and the way he approaches uh, issues. I think he's a, a very open-minded person. You know he's willing to to listen to what people have to say, and um, mm-hmm. I think he's a gracious person too. Just from listening to him and and how he how he uh, interacts with the people that he's interviewing and uh, people that are joining him on episodes and so forth. You know, so so. Um, I think he's all that to say, I think he's a pretty good guy. Mm. And, uh, he has, uh, included, I believe on his TV show. I know. Did you guys watch, uh, the stars in the sky documentary that meat eater did? Like, I don't know, three or four years ago, maybe. Um, uh, oh, so I can, didn't
1: know.
0: Uh, <laughs> I didn't either. It it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a good one. I think you can find it on, uh, Vimeo actually of all places is where they release okay. that. But, um, it is a. It was. A, it was well done. Actually, it might even be on Netflix now. Now that I think about it, but um, it was. It was you know a well done thing, and in there was featured, um, really I believe both of uh, Steve's uh, brothers that he grew up with, and um, his older brother Matt, uh, Matt Ranella. Uh, what he, you can tell he's a kind of a left field kind of a guy, you know, he, he's going to have, he's going to, he's going to take an interesting viewpoint on nine out of 10 issues probably. Yeah. That's making a total judgment call on very, (laughs) very (laughs) limited amount of knowledge on a person, Uh, but just from like hearing him in other interviews, he's just, he's, he's definitely an outside the box kind of guy. He's, Mm -hmm. he's not a go with the flow at all kind of guy is my, has been my take. Mm-hmm. and uh could be totally different though, but that's just <laughs> just how how it seemed, and I think probably what you guys would agree with after what you've been exposed to from him uh mm-hmm. as far as content goes and uh so he he wrote an article i'm gonna actually pull that up here just so I have the you know right credential here uh the article is uh an, is an op ed and it's titled. Unfollowing hunting social media will make hunting better. And uh, this article uh, has a date on it of December 20th of this year. And uh, shortly after that article came about, Matt went on to this episode, episode 304 of the Meat Eater podcast, and uh, was interviewed about his stance in this article and, uh, the, uh, the stance that Matt takes is you, you can kind of catch it there in that title. Once again, unfollowing hunting, social media will make hunting better is that's really, to me, I don't know, maybe you guys view it differently, but I kind of viewed his point of view in two different, like a, like a two headed approach. One social media is, hurting hunting and it's hurting it bad Mm -hmm. and then that kind of led then into his second point which is we have too many hunters Mm -hmm. there's there's too many people that are hunting and (laughs) those are two big toes to be stomping on right there by by uh going after that and so there's a pretty quick reaction. If you listen to the episode, uh, you get that reaction lot, you know, real time as people yeah. were, people were hearing him uh, say what he thought, you know, and uh, uh, it, it, it was met with a lot of, you know, debate from Steve and from uh, others that were present in that, that room where that, that was being recorded. And so, what's interesting is it applies to all three of us right now on this, this uh, hunt therapy episode, right? Yeah. All three of us. And he specifically targeted social media influencers. And um, in a way that applies to all three of us once again, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah. Alex and I make money for, our companies um brandon makes money for his company selling mm-hmm. hunting merchandise and and um there's there's uh, an element to that that we would qualify for sure as hunting influencers right we run commercials on this podcast we i alex and i have link trees in our uh instagram Uh, profiles to to go to places where you know if you do then it it gives our businesses money you know and and matt ranella was was making the argument that people doing such are first of all very unethical in what they're doing and their (laughs) depraved ethics i guess you could say are harming hunting do you guys feel like that's that's a good summation here of what what was being communicated
2: yes (laughs) go ahead (laughs) no i i say yes with a caveat i think he sees more people out in the woods and he wants it all to himself
0: yeah yeah that yeah i i think that that could could definitely be uh looked at that way for sure and so yeah. i thought i thought that we should probably address this because what is the mission of first gen hunter what is the mission of the hunt fish life what is the mission of east to west hunts well it's to get more people out there how do i finish every one of these episodes take care and take mm-hmm. someone hunting right yeah uh, yep. we're, we're trying to foster community we bring a guy on like brad luttrell of go wild who's made it his life mission to to build a better hunting and and not just hunting outdoor community but but hunting is a huge part of that and and so we've had just countless people on here you know we've had people that are on hunting tv shows we have people that have other hunting podcasts and youtube channels and and on and on right and yeah and uh we feel strongly that we need to be building the hunting community and so you know i think it's really important that we weigh in on this and again not to not to just throw rocks or anything but uh to kind of take a take a look at what matt's saying here and so yep. okay, what is there is there anything to be be taken away from this that you know we need to think about and say, yeah, you know, maybe we do need to do better there. And uh Brandon, you know before we started recording, you mentioned a couple of points that that Matt made that you thought, yeah, maybe maybe he's not, you know, maybe we don't necessarily need to do what he's saying but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even, yeah, he does have a good point and we should look at making that change. Do you want to kind of hash out what you were thinking on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it definitely an intriguing you know, article and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, controversial things, you know, get attention and that, and that can be a good thing because it helps you think through things like we're talking about tonight. And, you know, I think one of his big points was. um you know, just the, the, the change that's happened in, you know, in social media that we're all aware of, you know, that, that is to say that, you know, social media has expanded the, um, instant gratification, uh, vortex of what people, you know, mm. people want everyone to know what they're doing and they want to them to know it now. And they want the satisfaction of knowing that people are enjoying or liking what they're doing now. And so that craving for, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot that could be said about all of that, but that craving for that, uh, is I think something that he is kind of getting on, you know, related to, you know, some of the points he's making. And, and one of the things that stood out to me from what he did say that I, that I think is worth thinking about, you know, is you know, where he said, is hunting fun without the likes? And, and, you know, I think for those of us who love hunting, you know, we would be, we would be quick to say yes. Um, but in the social media world that we live in, um, it's, you know, for even for someone like me, who's, you know, mid thirties, you know, I, I don't really remember, you know, I, I mean, I, remember, you know, life before social media. I remember hunting before social media, but in terms of in my adult years, that's kind of been, you know, what I've been inundated with, you know, and and all that. And so it is worth considering, you know, that, you know, I I appreciated his, uh, his, um, candor with, you know, his, even his self-reflection of, you know, he really reflected on, you know, why do I, po- why did I in the past post these pictures and whatnot? And, and he, you know, he just admitted, you know, it was because I was just kind of wanting to be braggadocious. Like, Hey, I wanted people to see me. And uh, I thought that was interesting that, you know, he, he brought up, you know, that many people will say, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to showcase the animal. I'm wanting to respect the animal and, and, and all of that. And when in many cases it could be uh, simply, you know, bringing attention to your skills or your abilities as a hunter, and so, you know, I think I think at the same time though, you know, as we were all talking about it, it it's very easy. You know, it, it, his his article is is written a bit fatalistic, maybe a lot fatalistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, so. Unfortunately, and and as we were talking about, you know, it's very there's there's many different nuances that you can break down. You know, with different areas of the country. You know, even even down to the the nuance of there's a lot of assumptions made in the article about why people do what they do. And mm-hmm. some of it's, some of it's right. Some of the time, some of it's not, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think one thing about hunting is, is like, it's, it's quite frankly, like anything else in life, it's going to change and you've got to adapt to it. And yeah. so, uh, really that's the only thing that's for certain, you know, we know that there's very few things that are certain in life and, and one of those few things are changed And, uh, you know, we can spend a lot of time looking at, you know, man, I wish things could be the way they were, or we can spend time embracing the way things are and try to make a positive change, you know, going forward. And, and so I think that's probably the encouragement to the first general hunters out there right now that are taking the time to listen into, you know, a podcast about, you know, this and, and being influenced, you know, in, in, in our estimation, hopefully in a positive way, um, for the furtherance of hunting and knowledge and growth and all that. But, um, you know, don't, don't get fatalistic, you know, in, in life, you know, in hunting, in these things, um, learn what you can make a positive difference where you can and adapt and change. And so that's, Maybe that's just a quick synopsis from my perspective. Yes. I, th-
0: I think I think that's <laughs> Yeah, I think I think
1: I think uh yeah, that that was all great points,
0: Brandon, for sure. And you know, before we go get too far here, I was just thinking I think I just told you the title of the article if you're listening but we do want to, you know, give the the website that put this mm-hmm. up credit that which is Black yeah. Rifle Coffee Company. You can find mm-hmm. the article at freerangeamerican.us. And uh, and I give them, like I said, you know, I give I actually give Meat Eater credit and yeah. Black Rifle Coffee Company credit sharing a viewpoint that they knew <laughs> they knew yeah. was going to, to be unpopular. And mm-hmm. and um and Matt kind of alludes to that. And what he says, I mean, he, he, you read the article, he calls people out and I'll, I'll kind of yeah. leave it at that. But he says, you know, we, we, we've kind of lost the art of being able to disagree with people and, yeah. and, uh, still remain civil to each other. And so, you know, I, I agree with that. And I think uh, all three of us, because that's why uh, I trust you two coming onto my shows because I know you're reasonable people,
1: (laughs) but uh, (laughs) you
0: you guys, you guys would agree with that as well. That, you know, there's still room for differing viewpoints on things and, Mm -hmm. and it's worth considering. It's what, what when you are presented with stuff like this, it makes you dig deep and think about, okay is this just something that I'm just following the crowd with, or is this something that I really believe in and something that that's really worthwhile, you know? And so we're not, we're not going to be able to have those thoughts as as well without a little bit of a challenge in there. So I do, I do yeah. appreciate that. But with that in mind, taking what, with what, how I know, Alex feels about this and uh <laughs> and uh what what Brandon just said there with the very fatalistic view that this article has. Uh there's there's a lot that I guess I I don't agree with with uh, yeah. this this viewpoint and where I really feel like uh how it's been gotten wrong is actually damaging in a much bigger scope of Rather than just how challenging it is to go and fill a tag now because of the competition that exists, and mm-hmm. so Alex, I'm going to kind of let you go ahead and start, you know, maybe picking apart some of the things that that you feel like should be addressed within all of
2: this. Okay, here's I'm going to I'm going to start real real at the top. If if I was to ask you this question. If you could reduce the amount of hunters out there by fifty percent, but you had to pay twice as much to go hunt, would you say yes? No way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I no say way. no.
0: Yeah, no way. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so and and, and I, I only say that because in, you know it, it's it's kind of like a catch twenty two, right? If you're going to reduce fifty percent of the funding that that's out there right now. Mm -hmm. that that's essentially what's going to happen. Right. Like it's, it's like, it's like inflation right now, right? Oh, well it's costing so much more for my bread to be made. So, Oh, guess what? I got to increase my price by 10% because I still have to bring in the same amount of profit for shareholders. Right. So.
0: And, and, and real quick here, Alex is getting this 50%. I don't think he mentions it in the article 50%, uh, but Steve pressed him on that in the, the, podcast yeah. episode. He said what what number do you want to see hunters go down by? And he said 50%. And he'd like to see half as many hunters in the woods that are
2: there now. Right. So I I I to your to your answers, you guys say no, I'd say yes, right? So I might be the I might be the anomaly to this, right? But I only <laughs> say that I I only say that on a selfish aspect of like, well yeah, I mean if you're going to tell me my my elk tag goes from 600 to 1200, but there's going to be 50% less people. I mean, I might actually go hunt Colorado then I might, (laughs) but but that's, you know, and, and I, and I'm using it as, you know, kind of the, the other side of, of scope. I don't think that he says some things that are incorrect. Right. So, so here, here's my personal thoughts on this. Some of the stuff that he talks about in the, in the podcast and and again, I listened to it twice because it, it was really interesting. But it, the 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 interesting part it, it it wasn't all factual. Some of it's opinion based, right? So yes,
0: yes so definitely. we all have
2: our own opinion, right? And and for years, these had the opinion of you know, meat eater is promoting a lot of people to go and hunt, and it's it's adding too many people in. Well, yeah, I I think that's true. I mean, Steve. Has done insane amounts of positive for the hunting community because he's mm. actually made it not a blood sport. Right. right? So, yeah. so, so that's, you know, if I think about my neighbor that got into hunting, guess what I actually told him to do? Hey, go on Netflix and go watch some meat eater. And he got super googly eyed and interested in the food and the tradition and the exploration, not in the, you know, and and I'll, I'll use a different one. I don't, I don't even remember what the show is it was called because I couldn't stand it anymore. But it was about uh, they basically whack them and stack them, right? Right. So like stuff like that, I'm like, I can't I, I can't connect to that because I don't personally want to see 20 bloody hogs in the back of a truck. And you're you know, you're doing all kinds of stuff. With them. I think th- I think that is a bad social media image if that's what you're sporting, because. Yeah. It does. It does cause div, a division in between people because uh, mm. I'm I might not be into that, or a Brandon Brandon might want to hang uh, a deer on the top of his truck and drive it through town, showing it off, mm. and there's there's yeah. blood ripping all over his truck. I think th- I think that gives a lot of controversy to what we do. And I'm going out there hunting. I want meat in the freezer, and I do have pride over my trophy, which I will share on social media. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay too, because some people are going, man, you know, that's really awesome. I'm intrigued by that. You know, how right. do I do that? How do I get some fresh food in the freezer? So,
0: and where do, so you, and where do you draw the line? You know, like, okay, so yeah. do we, do we not, do we not then, you, you know, your kid wins a, a medal at his basketball tournament. Do you not post a picture of that? Do you're, you know, you, uh, you, uh, just, uh, won a you know a, a hot wings competition? Do you not post about that? Do you you know? Become, right. Like, can we not? Can we not take? And, and there's the difference between being a prideful person and taking what we just. The only word we really have for it in the English language is pride in our work. You know, those are, I, I feel those are two different meanings of that same word. Or you tell your son, I'm proud of you, son. You took first place at your basketball tournament. That's different than being a prideful braggadocious person to show, right. to show the accomplishments, to show evidence of the accomplishment. You know, the, the idea is you're posing there with a big buck. There's a story here. What's the story, you know, is it because you are just the world's best buck slayer or is it because you got lucky and you were sitting in your tree stand for five minutes and out comes Mr. Big walking by and you, right. <laughs> you know, and it, it, there's a story there, right? And so, yeah, I, I, I agree too. So go ahead and continue. Sorry, I just wanted to. Well, no, no, it, it,
2: it, it, it's fair. You know, it, 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 it's two sides of it. So anyways, I, I think social media has done really great things for the hunting community. And at the same point, I think it's done some damaging things, but that's yeah. all based on the individual. So you can't, you can't broad scope anything. It's just like anti-hunters saying, oh, all hunters are, you know, devious, you know, killers. Well, that, sure. But like, I also just you know, shot a deer and, and fed 10 families with it. And, right. and and that's like the greatest contribution to anything is, is like the, the sharing of a meal. Right. So, so I, I, I don't, I don't see that part. I, I think everything's individual based, And if, if you're a poor sport about it or you're doing it for malicious intent, well then shame on you. But, to characterize every single person in this in this broad scope, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Right. So, yeah. you know, when I was hearing some of those things, it was just like, "Come on, dude! Like, you can't say that." Now, on the other end, let let's let's say this. You, you know, Kent, you talked about uh, we make money off of you know, you know the, the industry. Yeah, you make money off of anything. I can go plow yeah. sidewalks and make money. Right. However, I said, "Man, how do I do something that's going to help people with no malicious intent? Because there is an opportunity in there, and I feel like it's a passion that I think yeah. I think that's a totally different scope. I I would never. And it was kind of interesting listening to the podcast uh, factor of it. Like, well, how many? How many? What's your goal of how many people you impact for you know MeatEater? And I'm thinking like." That's, that's a really tough thing to say, right? Cause you, there's no way of measuring that, but at no point in time, and I'll say this on, on a personal aspect, like, at no point in time that I ever say, Oh man, I have to add this many people into this so I can make X amount of money. Like that hasn't never come into my, my mind, nor do I care about that. My thing is about right. if I'm helping somebody, I want them to have the best experience possible right. because I know they're going to impact other folks. I don't have to make a dollar right. that's, that's, that's that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. But to, to put everybody in this category that, that social media has impacted the hunting industry negatively. And now every single place is overridden with hunters. That's not true either because, yes. because, you know, first of all, if you hunt for an, if you hunt in an area that has limited tags, it's impossible that it's overridden with hunters because there's a limited amount of tags, right? Right, That's the whole point of having a limited draw system. If you don't have that and you have over the counter aspects, well then yeah, you're going to have pressure, but that pressure is going to be there regardless because anybody can go do it. Did social media impact it? Absolutely. Right. I know places that Corey Jacobson went and hunted that I never saw a soul in Idaho. And guess what, you know, three years later, because he went and hunted it, there's 50 guys in a basin six miles off the beaten path. Okay, that's great. Guess what, those six guys or six groups or whatever are out of another area that now yeah. doesn't have yep. as many people in it. And it's probably going to give you the, this, the same scenario. So so anyways, I, 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 I don't buy into that thing. I think there's some things that he's correct about, like don't go displaying bad things about the industry out there but i don't think that it's bad for the hunting industry to have more people hunt that's absolutely not correct my my final point that i would say to this is i love black rifle coffee and i like meat eater a lot or love meat eater a lot or whatever uh uh, words i want to use there i think they're both great companies Mm. but the the controversial aspect about it, everybody knew it was going to be controversial. That's the whole point. It drives traffic to them.
0: Yeah, so right, don't right.
2: so don't tell me that you have no intent whatsoever to draw any kind of shock value out of this because guess what? Black Rifle Coffee knows they're gonna get more hits on their media and then they're gonna probably get more coffee sales. And Meat Eater indirectly is going to get probably some more hits there as well. So yeah, it was a controversial topic, but at the end of the day, publicity is good no matter what in a lot of aspects because you're going to not favor one side and you're going to get even more from the other.
0: Yeah. And
2: and and I and I think that part kind of hits home for me here of going they're they're getting additional traffic, you know, all the, the all of the Ranellas are going to get some kind of, you know, uh look-see from this whether it's positive or negative, but people are going to pick sides. You know, yeah. and that, and that's ultimately what happens now. There's even a more divisive factor of like, oh yeah, I favor, you know, the learning and the education, or I favor like get out of town. Cause I don't want you here. And, right, and yeah. that, and that's kind of the, the, that's kind of the crappiest part about this is I, I never go hunting in a place and go, man, there's so many hunters and then go, go feel negative about those hunters. I just have, have taken myself out of it. Right. And, and, yeah. and that's fine too. That's my ability to do that. Some people don't want to do that, but the same way that I can do that, you can do that on social media. If you don't want to see stuff from somebody, you have the ability to unfollow somebody, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why are we, why are we, why are we always just such a victim of the circumstance, you know?
2: Yeah. You take personal responsibility. If you don't want to follow something or see something, then don't follow it or don't see it or get off of social media. Right. I've talked about this before. I had an account that had thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And then I said, you know what? I don't want to be on social media. I got rid of the whole account, lost all my followers and all that kind of stuff. I, I, because I don't need it. That that's not, that's not my intent, but is it nice to have social media to connect with folks and be able to talk to people that you would never talk to? Yeah. And that's really, that's, that's the whole, that's the community and connection point. Mm. And if I have somebody trolling on, on my account that wants to go speak negatively about me, I block them. Right. What? What, what is so bad about that? So it's kind of like, stop being the victim, own your own responsibility. If you want to go do something, go do it. If you don't, you don't. And don't go ragging on other people for what they're doing. Like, who cares? Be happy that more and more people are out seeing what we do, investing more in what we have. And that's, that's going to contribute long-term to more people being out in the field that is going to keep the sport alive versus the negative of it's going to become a rich folks game because we want to cut 50, 60, 70% of people out, but we want to then make up the money. So then it's going to be $3,000 just to even walk out in the field. Like right. pick your poison guys, you know, but, but, right. but in all effect, I, I, I favor 90% of, of the meat eater line of things and 10% of what was said on the other side, just because of the factor. I, I I I don't agree that you can group everybody in the negative, negative. and that, yeah. that at the end of the day is is my standing story. It's that's that's just it's more sp- poor sportsmanship than anything. And yeah. I I will add one more thing since I'm fired up. Uh, <laughs> hey, you 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 know there was there was a a lot of of uh, a lot of the word everybody I talk to feels this way. Yeah. Everybody I right. Well, that, that's fine because you've put yourself in the space that you only want to hang around people that only see the things that you do and you're not open to the other perspective. Yeah.
0: And, and, and,
2: you know, so, so that, that kind of, that kind of goes to the license game that, that we were talking about, right? Oh, well, there's more people out there than ever hunting. But then we say, oh, well, the decline of hunters is down X percent. You know, statistically, that doesn't make any sense because yeah. you're getting more people interested, but then you're also having the same person go and hunt three or four states. So the the data can be skewed because it's based on, hey, I, I bought licenses in four different states and I went and hunted four different states. That doesn't mean that there's four hunters that hit four separate states, if that makes sense. It's the right. same person. Right. So – we can manipulate variables in any way that we want. It's just yeah. it it, it could be misconstrued and say, "Oh, the data points to this." That, that that's not. I could rip apart the data and come up with my own uh, information that I want to characterize because that's what I'm trying to point at, uh, you know prove a point on.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So yeah. Anyways. Can...
2: You can I digress. F- no, I, no, it's good. It's
1: good stuff.
0: I think that's a really thorough take on it. And, uh, you know, I like how you said that. You even went up to as much as 10% in favor of who is being viewed as the bad guy in all of this. And I think that shows how you're you're looking at this rationally. And I agree. I think there there was some truth in, in what Matt said as far as what we need to be considering. I don't know where I quite stand. And I think part of that is... Um, and when I say, I don't know where I stand, I, I know I, I definitely side in the favor of let's get more people out hunting and let's, uh, um, you know, try to equip people with the knowledge they need to do it well. And, And in fact, somebody was interjecting in the background uh, during the podcast interview that they were they were talking about quality and not just quantity of uh, is what the kind of the mission is for for. or why, you know, why it's worthwhile to try and coach people up on how to get out and get hunting is, is yeah, you might get more people out to do it, but also you're going to have more people that know what they're doing. And, and that's better for everyone. You know, that's safer for everyone. That's better for, for the pressure on the animals. That's better for uh, recovering, you know, wounded game, you know, it's better for people to know what they're doing. And, uh, uh, meteor has definitely helped with that so i thought that that was a great point that got totally overshadowed <laughs> in the yeah. in the uh debate and so um but but yeah i don't i don't know if i'd go as high as 10 percent with him but i think part of that is i don't have the experience of hunting out west yet and mm. and seeing what those trailheads look like and seeing uh just how busy it is i know our buddies from fly true productions when they went out for that colorado elk yes. hunt, they they talked a lot about how much pressure there was but there was also other factors there too with that remember they had the the forest fires that were going on that year that just really forced people into a tight spot well is that is that you know the number of hunters fault that you know, there's this new variable, then they wanted to go hunt. And now, you know, they lost a whole bunch of the ground that they would normally be able to hunt because of the fires, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I I guess I just need to, to see that more for myself, but, um, yeah, I do think that there were some, some good points and, and I'd agree with, with everything Brandon pointed out as far as, you know, what is our motivation for sharing this on social media? There was one thing that he mentioned and he got, he got pretty animated with this, uh, in the podcast interview, he said, um, social media hunting influencers are liars because they don't show the whole story. They don't show the bad hits and the, uh, you know, the, the, the real ugly side of it, right. Which that's the ugliest side, uh, you, either a bad hit and you just wound an animal or you lose an animal, you don't recover it. Right. Yeah. And, or, or by the time you do recover, it's all spoiled or torn to pieces. And I'm just going to say that, yes, that goes on. I, it took me a year to tell all of you about, um, the, the deer that I wounded the second deer I wounded last year um just that was in episode seventy five I told Brandon the story when yep. I uh, fell off the four wheeler nearly skewered myself mm-hmm. uh, and um you know maybe I should have fessed up on that right away but but i I would say that I have seen enough examples of people being honest with with that side of it that it's not it's it's his blanket statement of everyone's a liar that's a on social media and and posting stuff because they don't share that stuff it's just not true i saw a working class bow hunter we've had cole young who's a member of working Mm -hmm. class on here um one of their their regular voices on their podcast um he shot a nice buck in Illinois. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. But by the time he recovered that buck the next he backed out because he thought he he had a you know, a marginal hit on it and he didn't want to mm-hmm. bump it out of out of a way that he could recover it. <clears throat> he went back the next day and the whole thing was chewed to pieces by coyotes i mean down to the bones and you're talking you know a a four and a half plus year old buck 180 inch buck was already devoured by coyotes you know he showed that and he got some pushback for that but he showed that and he was honest with that and he was he he put himself out there um Mm -hmm. alex you talked about the kind of the downer side of what went on with the first part of your arizona trip right mm-hmm. you know, that that that's not easy for someone you know like alex who's who's uh you know helping people. Get and do their dream hunts. That's not easy for him to tell the truth on it, but he did. And yeah. um, you know, I, 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 you guys probably all, all you think I do is wound deer <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> because uh, I told, I told the story of uh, Jake forgetting the, and Jake allowed me to tell the story of him mm-hmm. forgetting to put powder in the muzzle. Or that's not a bit brilliant moment. That makes us look pretty dumb, you know, and trailing that buck for five hours and i didn't find him until two and a half years later when i was turkey hunting and Mm. and the buck last year that i shot with my bow and and uh caitlin and i bumped him twice you know uh, afterwards you know following the blood trail you know that we i I think there's a lot of examples of Jake talking about last year, the buck he shot, he didn't shoot it in the heart. He shot it in the femoral artery. He's mentioned Mm -hmm. that multiple times on this show. That's not a pretty thing. That's not something that he gets to beat his chest over, but guess what? He still shared the pictures because he was, he, he was proud of that deer. He was, he was thankful. He was grateful and he wanted that enthusiasm to be shared with, with, uh, everyone else, just as the rest of us do when Alex finally was able to recover his bowl, which again, was not a sure thing. You know, if you guys remember the the saga of that, they, they had to track the bowl that he ended up finding um, yeah. a little ways and it jumped over a stinking tree. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, you know, there, there was, there was drama there too. And, and not that we are pious, which is what I, do not like when these conversations come up and I hope you don't feel that I'm doing this right now because that's not my intent but people will be like well I do you know yeah, that might be true, but I, 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 I'm, that's not me. That doesn't apply to me. No, we all make mistakes. We do We all make mistakes. And if, if you want a perfect world on social media, you're not going to find it because you're not going to find a perfect world off of social media. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's not, it's not a fully accurate picture. And then as far as recruiting new hunters which is the mission of first gen hunter it is to equip you uh back when i started this sure i'll be honest i want i started it as a business right i didn't i didn't just do this just to to uh um you know spend all this extra time I had laying around, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I also haven't gotten rich on it and I keep doing it because I, it, it is something that I'm passionate about. I enjoy writing. I can't be out in the woods every minute of every day, but I can get on my computer maybe for 45 minutes in the evening and do a little editing on a podcast or write an article or, or, um, make a little post on social media or something Mm -hmm. that that people can enjoy you know that that's that there's 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 multiple aspects to all of this why we do it but the main one is to help you the listener the reader the viewer on youtube content when we do that or even reading a, a uh, social media posts to be like, wow, here's a guy that's only been hunting for seven years. And because he's had all these great mentors in his life, he has a, a guy that joins this podcast that, that has 30 years of hunting experience and another guy who's hunted in, in states all over this continent and, and, uh, other first gen hunters and, and other really experienced hunters, um, that, you know if you really want to, you can go out and you can achieve this thing how yeah. short sighted is it if we really took the idea and fully fleshed it out of the only people allowed to hunt are those that um get there because they're basically dragged into it by their hunting heritage or whatever right you know how how sad is that 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 here in a country where our greatest advantage is you can uh, do pretty much whatever you want that's, that's within you know legal boundaries and if you decide you want to try that you know and so uh that's been an incredibly empowering thing in my life that has added incredible depth to my mm-hmm to my very personality, I would even say, you know, Caitlin talks about that, you know, how much more interesting I've become (laughs) since, (laughs) since, uh, you know, I started caring about these things, looking into these things. And so, um, you know, that, that's for sure a part of it too. And then, um, you know, from a standpoint of, of, uh, people, uh, getting into hunting, you know, a, a wa- years ago, Garrett Fike, a guy who's been on the show a few times, mentioned how the vast majority of the public does not hunt. You know, a very small yeah. portion of we'll just call them voters, right, because that's what matters to how how things are run in our country is by the vote, right? And yeah, and uh, he he made a good point. You know, the if if we want hunting per, to be perceived well we got to be we got to be showing that we care about it well and i think people do that a lot through social media they really show how much the food means to them how much the experience means to them that they, they put these animals in the most you know prime real estate of their homes <laughs> you yeah. know that they, mm-hmm. they 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 really show that that was this means so much more to me than just driving around with a Deer with his tongue hanging out bleeding all over the roof of my car while I you know try to get shock factor uh you know out of people you know that, that that's not near the the majority of hunters but most hunters are very respectful and and uh that that's able to be seen um but also do we want do we want the the only large voices when it comes to wildlife issues? to be the bird watchers, the hikers, the, the, um, trail runners, the bikers. Mm. Um, sure. i I bet you the vast majority of those people are good people, but yeah. they do not look at wildlife from a hunter standpoint. And so if you want 50% of the hunters you have now, you just decreased your voice by 50%. And, yeah. and, uh, you know what? there's some very real uh, examples going on right now within especially bear hunting of where yeah. where hunting privileges are being challenged and lost you know we look at washington state they don't get a spring bear hunt coming up this year because they have a split game commission on uh, whether or not they should have one not it has nothing to do with the population numbers. It has everything to do with public perception and uh, viewpoints on hunting. And so, uh, you, do, do you, you lose so much more than just uh, you know uh, the, the the hunting pressure if you take away hunters? And most importantly of all of this, the scope of hunting is is not the the end of the road right it's not the end all be all of wildlife issues of planet issues right we we as as modern man have gotten so disconnected from the very ground that makes us right the very ground that we are made of the, you take the, you take the, the elements that make up soil and you take the elements that make up human and you will see a whole lot of them are in both. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much all. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And yet we are so disconnected from the land we live on that, Mm. that we are watching our wild places go away. And it's not that they're going away, uh, uh, you know, to, to hunting leases or to, you know, huge private landowners, although that is part of it, I'll admit, a lot of it's going away to housing developments, to ag expansion, to, Mm. to, uh, uh, you know, commercial development, things like that that make it so that we, we don't have, we don't have the ability to take care of the earth. And, and, um, you know, we can get real, (laughs) uh, we can get real, uh, scientific and start talking about uh, environmental. Uh, concerns that that exist but th- that we're not going to go there but i will say this if we want to deal with those environmental concerns we got to be able to manage the earth and if we're going to be able to manage the earth we got to have enough people that actually look at the earth consider it and then value it and if we don't have that then we can't get anywhere and yeah and i have never come across somebody more in tune with the big picture on just a regular average Joe standpoint. So I'm not talking about, you know, (laughs) research biologists and, and things like that. I'm talking about your average Joe. That's the neighbor down the street who actually gives a care about, about the ecosystem that he's living in. I have not come across a group of people where that more regularly occurs than within the hunting community. And that includes the fishing community. And that includes those other communities that I mentioned. There's just something different when you step onto the landscape and you are playing a role as a not catch and release predator on the landscape. You understand that all of this is intertwined. You understand that life and death happens on that dirt every single day. And it's, a fragile system that can be drastically changed if we don't handle it with care. And the only way we're going to handle it with care is if we actually know about it and understand it and value it and participate in it. And so from that standpoint, man, the more, the merrier, because we got a lot of progress to do to get our planet mm-hmm. back into a, a a more reasonable way of treating it and, and using the resources and protecting those resources. And uh, I really feel strongly that that the most ground is going to be gained through those holding hunting licenses so i say yeah. more, the more the merrier and i will yeah. continue editing this podcast in the same way every single time because i do think that we need more people connected to that more people that want to be a part of that so man there's my soapbox that's yeah, my, That's great man. Well, well said that's my love that's it. my uh that's my take on it. And again, no hate towards Matt Renella. I'm glad he has an opinion. That means he's actually thinking about stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, not just following and, and, uh, um, you know, it, anytime you come across somebody, you know, I, I think back to, I won't use any names here because, uh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but going back to those, <laughs> backpacking mm. trips that i used to do when i was younger with my dad one of my dad's friends was kind of a cranky guy mm. <laughs> and uh i asked my dad i was like dad why is so and so always so like cranky or grumpy and and like mad and my dad has known this guy his in almost his entire life yeah and and my dad said it's because he cares mm-hmm. and and uh I, you know, I have not for, I think my dad told me that when I was eight years old and Mm -hmm. I have not forgotten that answer, you know, here, here, uh, 25 years later. And, and, uh, there's a lot of truth to that. When you see somebody who is maybe a little jaded, a little cranky, you Mm -hmm. know, they're at least thinking about things and they care about them. And, and not all of where Matt Rennell he made this clear. He, he, he talked about his concern for wildlife and for keeping wild places wild and all that, uh, in his, in his, uh, standpoint. And so, um, there's no doubt that he cares about it. And, but like Alex said, and Brandon mentioned as well, we don't take such a fatalistic view and we take a very different viewpoint on how, all of this can be enjoyed healthily. and yeah. uh, You know, so that's, that's kind of where we stand.
1: Yeah. You
0: guys got anything that's else to throw standing.
1: in? No, I mean, I think, I think, you know, it's, I think it's been fun, you know, to hear our different perspectives and, you know, I, I think, I think it's, I think there's, you know, it's, it's very easy to approach things from a, from a negative standpoint. And, and it could be, it could be a lot of things, you know, like it's, it's, there's, there's always two sides to any coin, you know and I mean? I, I honestly, even, you know, like Kent, you were mentioning, you know, and it's one thing that we hear a lot, man, lost habitat and lost, uh, you know, lost uh, uh, available, you know, woods for the deer and, you know, homes being built and then, you know, if we, I, you know, I've been reminded many times that, you know, if we spend our lives thinking about what we don't have rather than being thankful for what we do have, you know, it's like that person that's, you know, they're 40 years old and they're like, man, I'm like, oh, I'm 40. Oh my goodness, man. I I miss when I was 20. And then, you know, they're, they're 60 and they're like, oh my goodness, man, I'm like 60. I miss when I was 40. And then, you know, you're 80 and you're like, holy cow. I mean, man, if only I could be 60 again,
2: <laughs> you know, right, it's just yeah. like,
1: you know, it, there's so much to be thankful for. And if we, if we view the lens of the world and, and the opportunities we have through that, uh, that lens of thankfulness, man, it, we're going to have some doors open to us and we're going to enjoy what we have rather than always thinking, man, if it was just this, or, you know, if if, if, if I, if I just was younger, or if I just, if I just had that one more piece to hunt or if I just got that one additional trophy or, you know, uh, if we just live in the perspective of, man, we're blessed to do what we do and, Man, we're thankful. I mean, man, that those are the type of glasses that I that I want to view life through, you know, and and, and we all have to do gut checks on that because it's all if we're all honest with each other, you know, with ourselves. Um, it is easy to get into that fatalistic mindset, even, even if it's just ourselves sometimes where it's like, man, nothing I do is good enough. You know, I just, man, I just work myself to the bone and I, mean, I just, you know, it's always, it's easy to do that, but you know, that self accountability and that, that ability to kind of snap out of that and remind ourselves, you know, of the blessings of life and what we have to th- be thankful for. It's very important to do that as a gut check for ourselves. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's people putting out material like this, whether it's Matt, whether it's whoever you know the challenge for all of us whether we are first-hand hunters or been doing our whole lives you know renew yourself be thankful for what you do have and make the most of, of the opportunities that you have
0: yeah very well said very well said and there is a lot to be well thankful said. for we're in the we're in the good old days of of yes. wild game here in in our country and mm. and uh, there's so much to be enjoyed and yes alex talked about this too Public you know a lot of what determines uh if public ground is crowded or not is again our viewpoint, you know is it one yes. guy for every hundred acres or is it okay to have three guys mm. hunting a hundred acres you know that's right. so much thats perspective there's a piece of public right down the road for me, and um I drive by it all the time specifically just to see what the hunting pressure there is like, mm. and you're talking big buck country. Anybody can go use this place. It's yeah. it's thick nasty timber, you know, mm. just just prime deer habitat, and I've only ever seen a maximum of one vehicle there mm. all all deer mm. season long, and I'm talking on the weekends included. And so you know,
1: Well, you know, and it, even, even that, that's interesting that you mentioned that Ken, because you're, I love what you just said there with the matter of perspective, because, you know, you might talk to a guy that's there and, uh, you know, interestingly enough, you know, this kind of reminds me of what, what Alex was saying earlier, you know, about the, the camaraderie and the fellowship and, and whatnot, you know, you might talk to a guy and, and he might be like, man, yeah, I'm hunting this by myself today, but man, I'd love to have a buddy or two. Yeah. You know, they yeah. will come out and hunt with me. You know, uh, you talk to a guy who who hunts state land, you know, and, and doesn't really care to have any friends. And he, he, he might be like, man, yeah, I'll hunt this whole thing myself. You talk to someone else that might be like, man, I tell you what, I'd kill to have a couple guys that would hunt this with me, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and be my friend and, and, you know, come out and enjoy it with me. So it is all a matter of perspective. I mean, the more, I think more and more guys like like Alex mentioned, man, they'd love to have someone to connect with. Yeah, You know, they love definitely. to have that camaraderie and that fellowship. I mean, boy, if it, if it means having a little bit less acres per person for myself, but I get to share it with someone, man, that, that may mean the world to me. So all I'm out of perspective. Yep.
0: Said, yep, absolutely. And you know what? The animals adapt to us, right? The game adapts to us. They, they change, yeah. they, they Adjust their patterns, adjust where they're hanging out based on pressure. Mm-hmm. We can do yes. the exact same thing. And like Alex right. said earlier, if there's six guys in this canyon this year, well, that means they aren't where they were last year. So go find right. where go find where they were last year and make that adjustment. Yes. Isn't that what a good hunter does? You know, mm, a, a good well predator said. is is gonna find yes. a way to get where the game is and, and get it done. So that's yes. up to us, right? That's that's where yeah. we can we can look at it and say, you know what? nature is always changing i need mm-hmm. to change too and i need yeah. to i need to get caught up with the time so yeah man what a great conversation guys yeah, yeah this was for sure. this was uh this was fun to to look at and uh again you know uh, all credit to those uh sources where this came from uh the mediator podcast episode 304 and uh black rifle coffee company uh free range american op-ed feature uh, Mm. by matt ranella um, titled unfollowing hunting social media will make hunting better so you can check that out know that we're not stealing their work from them and uh Mm -hmm. uh, give credit where credit is due right yeah yeah man thank you fellas for for jumping on be sure that yes don't unfollow us you keep (laughs) you keep following us and invite your friends to do so as well so that we can help them uh get out into the woods and enjoy it more uh but make sure you start by heading to uh good old alex gruen at alexgruen.com and uh, again make that new year's resolution to go hunt somewhere different use the promo code for Shen10 and you can follow him on Instagram and Facebook and go wild and uh then uh head over to the and see what's going on there in the woods of Delaware as deer season wraps up and you can yes. uh and should certainly follow along on Instagram and Facebook with them so much good stuff so much of the uplifting things there yeah. on those pages and just a good community that's been built there and uh you know get yourself some of that uh hunt fish life merchandise one of my most favorite shirts that i wear is an hfl shirt (laughs) so uh get yourself one love Love it it. thank you sir (laughs) yep and uh finally when you're done messing around with those fine gentlemen head over to first gen hunter uh new pheasant hunting articles up there on hunting the late season we're in it we're in the late season Mm. some good pointers on there on uh, how to maximize that and uh you know I, th- I think it's uh, some useful stuff there for you so make sure you check that out and again keep following on social media instagram facebook go wild look me up get there interact with me too i love hearing from you guys it's so much fun to hear from you guys and hear what you guys have been up to and what your experiences are they are valuable to us so make sure you share that with us and make sure that you take care and take someone hunting